0: Are you interested in building water features professionally? Whether you have an existing contracting business or are looking for a fun and profitable side hustle, then you found the perfect podcast to follow. I'm Greg Witstock, the pond guy, founder of Aquascape Inc., and this is my podcast. Each 20-minute episode profiles the journey of a successful certified Aquascape contractor whose best practices you can emulate. I love my job, and here's how you can too. Well, this is an exciting podcast. Uh, this is my, my best buddy for, uh, boy, Mike, how long ago were we at Ohio State now? 1988, we met, right? So that's a, that's a long <laughs> yeah, over, time. We're going on 32 years, right? Oh, my gosh. So Mike Carello, Premier Ponds uh, out in Maryland. He is, uh, well, he is uh, a guy who, who spent his uh, first, what, 12 years working in an office? 14 years. 12 years in my la- the last company I was with. So, so, uh, this is going to be a fun, uh, fun podcast because, uh, Mike, uh, Mike is a longtime friend and a certified aquascape contractor out in Maryland, uh, perennial, you know, top 10 customer out there. So, Mike, I always, uh, this is, this is going to be fun for me because I can almost tell your story, but, uh, Talk, to, talk a little bit about, we met at orientation at Ohio State in 1988. We both graduated, took us six years to graduate. You, because you kept changing your major and me, because I was building ponds uh, six months out of the year. You got a job working, uh, doing CAD programming and working in, a, in an office, and I just started doing the ponds, and built your, built, we built our first pond together, was it 1995 at your dad's house? The first
1: pond together we built at Ohio State, actually the fall of 93, there you that go. That was for a woman named I'm going to it. Uh, I can't remember her name. Well, that's and, still yeah, impressive. Today, I probably remembered her name. But hold on. She she started crying when we turned on her waterfall.
0: there and you go. At that point,
1: I couldn't believe how how magical what we did was and it changed her life. And I I told you that then I'm going to do
0: this someday and now is someday. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah, so I had I I, had, uh, I did about a dozen ponds in in Ohio uh, when I was back at school, and I had guys from the fraternity and uh, obviously you out there working with me. And then we went down in uh, in 1995. I remember building a pond at your dad's place. I flew in and we uh, we knocked out in what two three days a pond at your, your dad's house, and that was the first pond that we built together in Maryland in '95. Correct. That is correct. It was my dad's 50th birthday,
1: so oh, back wow. in 95, so you can do the math. He'll be uh, yeah. 75 well. this year. Well,
0: that's and, pretty um, funny because now we're both uh, turning 50 this year. <laughs> we were as know, old as your dad was but, back then, and, man, he just seemed, seemed a lot older than we were. <laughs>
1: well, of course, man. Today, Today's 50 is like, uh, you know, the, 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 today's 50 is really
0: the, the new 30. So, Well, give,
1: yes, us that,
0: that was, give us your background. Give us your background. How you got right, into well, this, because it's a great story, and I think there's a lot of people that would listen to the podcast that, that that are looking at a second career, and you're a prime example of someone that has a flourishing second career. So let, let's, how did you become a pond guy? Let's go through that. All right. Well, I mean, you, would, you mentioned it, correct? At Ohio State, um,
1: I started studying architecture because that's what I was told I should be as an architect.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I have
1: tons and tons of experience doing landscape and construction jobs and painting and Digging hole, stacking rock. Because I've worked with all all types of different trades, so being outdoors is no stranger. And actually, found found a love for doing that kind of stuff. My dad had a green thumb, and was very attent you know tentative to detail, and he kind of you know gave me those skills growing up. I didn't realize it at the time, but now looking back, you know I, I learned a lot from him growing up. And mm-hmm. um, so get out of school, and here you know I, I get a job as an architect. I switched my major actually to industrial design because there was a lot more freedom in that program. But, mm-hmm. you know, come, come you know, to find out that it's tough to get an industrial design job. So the architects, they were always looking for people. So I got, mm-hmm. uh, landed a job in an office doing CAD program. And, uh, you know, I did that for 14 years, two different companies. The last company was 12 years, and I was not happy at all sitting behind a desk. I felt like I was pushing papers and just drawing the same old straight, straight line or box day in and day out. And yep. on the weekends, I actually was trying to start a pond company. Um, I got my brother-in-laws together, and we would dig, you know, ponds. And we, we did a couple. We did my own, and we built decks, too. We, you know, did a lot of handiwork, and it just wasn't, uh, you know, it was way more fulfilling than than my time in an office. I learned a lot in an office, but it just wasn't for me. It wasn't my cup of tea, and I, I felt like I was living a lie. And mm-hmm. uh, so,
0: Greg, a, lot of people, a, a lot with. of people feel that way, and I remember you saying to me, Mike, you said you, you, you build a pond for customers, and they hand you a beer, or they try to cook you a, you know, a steak dinner when you're done, and I, 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 I do my job perfectly. I get a paycheck. I make uh, The only time my boss acknowledges me when I make a mistake on a drawing, and I get yelled at.
1: Well, correct. I mean, at the end of a job in architecture, and I have nothing against architecture. That's a great fit for some people. It just wasn't my fit. Um, The end of a job, everyone's pointing fingers at each other because the owner didn't spend the money that was required to make good design. The the contractor was working off a bad drawing, so they blame the architect. You know, it's just like everybody's just pointing fingers at each other. You build a pond, and everyone's celebrating, and everyone's happy. Mm. And it's just like, man, life is too Mm -hmm. short to to live unhappy. So um, you put me in touch with a man who was running a successful business out here in Maryland. That was back in 2005. Um, Wow, it was 2005.
0: steve shinnels premier ponds hmm.
1: correct he was a top 40 you flew him up to pandemonium and he, he he thought he had made it big when he had landed in the top 40 and i think his question to you was hey i'm trying to grow my business and finding people is the toughest thing and Always. you would ask him where he lived and it was maryland and you're damn my best buddy mike he's uh He's in Maryland trying to get out of the office. You should call him. And mm-hmm. we we talked in 2005, and it didn't really go anywhere. Cause, you know, we both have have egos. We're both. He's running a successful company. I didn't know that. I'm trying to start my own, so I didn't know him from Adam. Mm-hmm. And it really it was like about a year and a half interview. Like I had worked with him a couple times. We put our heads together to figure out a win win scenario to get me out of the office and into the field. And we created that scenario. Um, you know, he he basically he used to only deal with ponds that he built but he would get a lot of calls for other ponds and he would turn all these calls over to me and say hey turn them into whatever you can and of course he mm-hmm. was there to coach me and if i you know screwed up something he show me hey this is this is what you should have done this is so
0: you were you were the, still working at your job though so you were doing this on the evenings and the weekends correct uh,
1: yeah to all the end of 2006 and the entire 2007 weekends evenings every shred of free time, you know, I I was doing pond work and Mm -hmm. I was exhausting myself, but I was learning a ton. And when the end of 2007 rolled around, Steve's like, you know, Hey, there's not a better time now to, you know, to jump on board, meaning the beginning of 2008, you know, kind of the winter's a slow period here. And um, so basically he, he wanted me to to commit to the spring of 2008, which I did. Um, So I didn't put my notice in, in my company till, um, the winter time, like January of, of 2008, I gave them. Actually, I think I gave them three weeks. So it was like mm-hmm. the end of February. I was full time with Premier Ponds and uh, haven't looked back. And now I'm part owner of that company. And yeah, we're talk about the that year right now. So, so you,
0: so you're what 30% owner?
1: I am 30% owner. The um, mm-hmm. the vision Steve had from the beginning is to find the uh, you know people that uh, were a great fit with the company that could could handle the work, that are trainable, that have the same vision that he had, basically to run you know, a successful company, treat customers right, build great ponds, and basically buy into the company, have that, have that vision that this is what they want to do for the rest of their life. It certainly was for me. And in 2015, I purchased 30% of the company. Mm-hmm.
0: And then the other, is it 50% that Andrew owns? Andrew Lingen is a
1: he owns 50%. The remaining 20% uh, Steve owns, and he, that mm-hmm. that goes up for sale to either Andrew or myself January 1. I'm still paying off my first loan, so.
0: <laughs> yep, 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 and, and so like yeah. you guys are out in the field today. You're 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 building the pond, and you started off, you know, just doing this part time. Then you then you got a job, and now you're a thirty percent owner. Andrew was the same way. He was just a, a college student working in the summers, and uh, um, worked for four years for Steve, and then decided to actually when he got his degree in engineering, decided to become a full time pond builder and buy into the business. Isn't that correct? That's exactly right. Steve had a
1: conversation with Andrew, it's like, "Hey, what do you want to do when you graduate?" And Andrew thought about it. He's like, "Hey, you know, I kind of want to start my own company." And they had this discussion like, you know, "Why don't why don't you make this your own company?" And he, you know, he created a vision with Andrew, and Andrew said, "Hey, I'm going to give it a shot." And he loves it, and we we've been uh we've been having, you know, our best year over and over and over again. We've never had a down year except for last year was even with 2018 which was slightly under 2017 however this year we are more than double you know any any best year we've ever had just, just it's been a mild winter we've had jobs that are still coming in and we have a ton of maintenance ready to, to we're going to start knocking that out in a week and a half so, so things so things are us-
0: really really looking good that 's awesome tell Tell the listeners what the operations look like, so you know you and Andrew own eighty percent, Steve owns twenty percent, but you 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 run this this million and a half dollar business out of steve 's garage isn 't that correct that is correct we, we we don't own
1: like you know a yard or anything we don 't even own machinery. The machinery that we 're using today is uh, it 's actually andrew's dad he 's not part of the company, but he has machines, and we mm-hmm. basically hire him out to do our are moving and digging if, if, if we can fit it in the yard. Um, but yeah, Andrew and I are in the field. Um, we run cleaning crews. We actually field calls and we make sales too. It's, we're a small company. We have five people. Uh, we're going to add actually a sixth guy now in two weeks. We're still, we're always hiring to never, mm-hmm. it's a it challenge is to find great people. Um, and then in the summertime we'll have some other kids, uh, jump on board for the summer. And so, um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, Owners, but we work in the field. We get our hands dirty. We, you know, uh, customer service is huge. So we're, you know, half the database I handle, half Andrew handles. Steve um, doesn't do a whole lot of that anymore. He's turning everything over to Andrew and myself because after right. this year, um, you know, it's he's pretty much uh, out. You know, mm-hmm, we're, we're, mm-hmm, we'll figure that out at the end of the year, but. Uh, and or, what is your
0: goal this year for uh, sales? What's your budget? I know you guys have a budget, and you got a map and everything, the roadmap to get there. What are you? What's your budget this year? Yeah, one, one, thou- or, <laughs> one, one million. Nice. Working out of a garage with uh, you know three owners and, uh, and and some seasonal labor guys. That that's correct. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a pretty pretty good pretty good business model that you guys have. Uh, we just got back from Africa, you and me, uh, both of our first trips to Africa with the Aquascape Foundation trip. You know how I love to say I love my job. You know, you talked a little bit about the the joy that comes from plugging in a waterfall, where customers will get emotional and just appreciate everything that you do every day. Just talk a little bit about that trip. You know about what we just did in Africa, Mike, and why you why you made the decision to go because you were going to go ten years ago, right when we first started. It just didn't work out, and now you're an owner of a business and flying away to Africa and using your skills to do something pretty cool.
1: Yes, that, that was absolutely an amazing experience. I personally you know, never left the continent, so that was my, my first time ever doing that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, you, uh, Greg, sent me um, the uh, Aquascape Foundation information for this Africa trip probably right, right before pandemonium. Mm-hmm. And so when you sent that to me, uh, like I had goosebumps on my arms because I had planned to go to Columbia ten years ago, and the trip fell through for a few different reasons. And uh, I'd always planned to go on one of these trips because not only do I love to build water features, but you know, giving back and help helping a, you know people in need is uh, something that's you know, man, that that uh, um, really is something that that I, I want to take part of more and more. I I don't want. I don't to do want to miss another one. I, I had so much fun. I want to go do it every year. It was so incredible. Like, and the whole the ex- whole experience. The people were unbelievable. Like, all the CACs that went, really lifetime friends that you know I've known for ten plus years. There's only maybe a couple people that were new that I've never met before, but that that's it. And it was it was just so cool to see all the young kids who just needed love, and, you know, when we're walking around, they just wanted to hold our hands and, and talk with us and be be around us. And the kids at the school who you would just – they they were wanting to help, help dig, help put the aqua blocks together. And so just creating that system to, to hold water,
0: clean water for them was, um, was just – Yeah, 30 uh, – we put it on experience. We did a 32,000-gallon rain exchange system, so all the rainwater that falls on the roofs of their school, this is a 550-student school, uh, gets captured underwater, and then they pump it up to a pumping station, and, it, and it's what they use for all their cooking, and, and they actually sanitize it and drink the water that falls on the, on the roofs, which is a really, really cool thing that they can, instead of having to go down to the river to get water or unhealthy water, which we saw, I mean, they're pulling water out oh, of the same 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 fields that the animals use. You're right. No, that, that was, saw a
1: lot of that, saw how, how hard they work to get dirty water. And so for us to, you know, I didn't even think we worked hard, but I mean, we did, but the amount of effort that a group of people can do and create something so large for them is, is just awesome. And I mean, we just had, a, had a, a great time doing that and, and giving back.
0: I have a few more stories, but do you want to tell any, because, I mean, I was going to ask you a few, but if you have a story already primed up about why you love your job, I'd love to hear it. Oh my goodness! Um, I think
1: one, the, the first thing that comes to my mind is um, you know my my dad and I kind of grew up buttonheads a lot, and it's <laughs> it's a connection it's a connection that we both share. You know, he he always took pride in in doing stuff around the yard, and of course always had me help him when I was younger. I didn't like to help, even though I did get a lot out of it and it, it was fun. But I just I, I guess I didn't like someone standing over my shoulder telling me what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You know, back in 95, um, I convinced him that he should have a pond, and I wanted to do that for his 50th birthday. And he was kind of, he kind of gave me the nod, like, okay, you know. I whipped out a quick plan for the HOA and got it all passed. And he didn't know what to expect, and I kind of really didn't either. I mean, this is, you know, something I had taken part of a couple times in, in at Ohio State with you, um, so I didn't know what it was going to look like. I had an idea because, you know, he had a nice little slope in the yard. Um, but that's something now that since it's been built, we always have a connection. We can always go mm-hmm. out and stand by the pond and put our differences aside and talk about fish and plants and the waterfalls and lights and it's like I'm always adding on to it for him. So yep. <laughs> it gives me yeah opportunities for, for father's day presents and birthday presents to keep adding to his pond, you know. Now there's colored lights, so that's the next thing I'm gonna put in this pond. Amen. So
0: that's really cool. Yeah, it looks it looks and it looks spectacular. I mean they take care of it fantastically. Yeah, it's, it, it's awesome. So that,
1: I mean, that that's one of many stories. I think the stories all revolve around people. You know, there's, yep. just, there's clients that, that we have that are, I just love talking to them and seeing them, you know, season after season. And it's just, um, you know, can you make connections and relationships and it's like no other. I mean, when I was in an office, it wasn't like that. You know, once a client's gone, you don't talk to them again. <laughs> they talk about, us
0: I forget her name, but the lady, and we Okay, tell that story. That was pretty special. The the woman who was ninety eight that
1: you came out to see with, with her. Yes,
0: father, that, yes.
1: Yeah, there were there was one of my favorite clients. Um, she passed away the end of two thousand eighteen. She was ninety eight years old. She mm-hmm. still lived at home on her own, and she smoked like a chimney. I always <laughs> used to give her crap about that. And then actually. Really, I don't know. Five years ago, I stopped because I'm like, this woman obviously is doing something right. <laughs> Not to say smoking's right, but she she would just get in her car, drive away, cigarette hanging out the window. 98 years old, and it was, she was amazing. Like I would always just sit down and talk to her on her birthday, her 95th birthday. I bought her coffee and I brought it to her, and we sat by her pond and oh. we just talked for a couple hours. It, it was. That she was one of the unique people that I just love to see. And she loved her uh, pond and she loved she that loved pond. Her pond. She loved her pond. The, the, her, her final days when she was, um, she couldn't get out of the house. I took a picture of her lotus, and mm-hmm. yeah. so I'm going to get a little choked up talking about this. But I took a picture of her lotus bloom and brought it into her house and showed her. And uh, you were there. That was. That I was there.
0: I, I witnessed it. She was still filled filled with piss and vinegar. You know, smoking her cigarette. Her dog was beneath her, and, and she was. She, yeah, she she was a pistol. That yeah. that's that's and that's, and that's the <laughs> relationship that you can develop <laughs> in this industry. Hey, to close 100%. us up here to close us up here, Mike, what's your best piece of advice? You know, there's gonna be new people listening to this that have careers that they might not you know, enjoy. There's gonna be, you know, seasoned veterans. Like what, what advice do you give? I mean, you're you're now one of the you know, the you know, you've been in this thing for a long time and you're you you started off as a as a laborer and a foreman and now you're a business owner. What what advice do you give to other people thinking about this as a career or wanting to succeed that already have careers with water features? That that's that's honestly an excellent
1: question, and you could answer this many different ways. There's two things that came to my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, stick with Aquascape and use Aquascape products because they're training, mm-hmm. and the customer support is second to none. And mm-hmm. then, if you want to be successful in in life, find somebody else who is doing who is successful doing what you want to do, and mm-hmm. f- pick their brain, follow their lead. And they're like we're a small company, so mm-hmm. we wouldn't go find a company with 100 people and follow them, we'd find another small company like us. And so mm-hmm. wh- whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever size your company, if you want to do great, find a company that it's the, that's the model you want to follow. And if they're successful, do what they do. And then, you know, everything's evolving. You know, the, the whole CAC, CAC network with the, the Aquascape Academy, everyone's pushing the envelope and you're just getting better together. So be part of that tribe. And I, I would recommend, you know, There might be three things I said, but anyway. Yeah, that's okay. uh,
0: Amen. Well, Mike, you are a a living testament to a success story. Very proud of uh, seeing what my friend has been able to accomplish, And, and now you're doing it for other people. I mean, you're literally giving other people the opportunity that you gave yourself, and the good ones will climb and the other ones will fade out, but it's fun to see you developing your team just like I developed mine and helping the people that are listening to this develop theirs. So congratulations on living your dream, buddy. Well, I
1: can't thank you enough because you, you, you're you the one that, uh, I mean, put me in, in this direction early on, you know, just uh, way back at Ohio State with that Janice was her name. Turned on the waterfall, and she started crying.
0: There you go, Janice. I knew you'd remember. You have a pretty sharp memory. All right, my man. Yeah. Well, listen, you get back to that, what, $45,000 poundless waterfall you're working on this week? Yes, yeah.
1: It's, it's, it's awesome. Can't wait to send pictures or show you pictures.
0: I'll post them. Amen, amen. All right, you take right. care, buddy. You too. Have a great day hey hope you enjoyed that podcast and if you want to subscribe to the podcast just go to aquascapeinc.com podcast and tune in every tuesday and thursday at 4 p.m central time for a brand new podcast i love my job and i hope you can too